Her Portrait by Frances Thompson, read for LibriVox.org by Annika Lindhound. Oh, but the heavenly grammar did I hold, of that high speech which angels' tongues turn gold. So should her deathless beauty take no wrong, praised in her own great kindred's fit and cognate tongue. Or if that language yet with us abode, which Adam in the garden talked with God, but our untempered speech descends, poor airs, grimy and rough-cast, still from Babel's bricklayers. Curse on the brutish jargon we inherit, strong but to damn, not memorize, a spirit. A cheek, a lip, a limb, a bosom, they move with light ease in speech of working day. And women we do use to praise, even so. But here the gates we burst, and to the temple go. Their praise were her dispraise, who dare, who dare, adulate the seraphim for their burning hair. How, if with them I dared, here should I dare it? How praise the woman, who but know the spirit? How praise the colour of her eyes uncaught, while they were coloured with her varying thought? How her mouth's shape, who only used to know, what tender shape her speech will fit it to? Or her lips' redness, when their joined veil, song's fervid hand has parted till I wore them pale? If I would praise her soul, temerarious if, all must be mystery and hieroglyph, heaven, which not off its prodigal of its more, to singers in their song too great before, by which the hierarch of large posy is, restrained to his one sacred benefice. Only for her the salutary awe relaxes and stern canon of its law. To her alone concedes pluralities, in her alone to reconcile agrees. The muse, the graces, and the charities. To her, who can the trust so well conduct, to her it gives the use to us the usufruct. What of the dear administress then may, I utter, though I spoke her own carved perfect way? What of her daily gracious converse known, whose heavenly despotism must needs dethrone, and subjugate all sweetness but its own? Deep in my heart subsides the infrequent word, and there dies slowly throbbing like a wounded bird. What of her silence that outsweetens speech? What of her thoughts, high marks for mine own thoughts to reach? Yet, Chaucer's antique sentence so to turn, most gladly will she teach and gladly learn, and teaching her by her enchanting art, the master threefold learns for all he can impart. Now all is said, and all being said, I me, there yet remains unsaid the very she. Nay, to conclude, so to conclude I dare, if of her virtues you evade the snare, then for her faults you fall in love with her. Alas, and I have spoken of her muse, her muse that died with her auroral dews, Learn, the wise cherubim from harps of gold, seduce a trepidating music manifold. But the superior seraphim do know, none other music but to flame and glow. So she first lighted on our frosty earth, a sad musician of cherubic birth, playing to alien ears which did not prize the uncomprehended music of the skies, the exiled airs of her far paradise. But soon, from her own harpings taking fire, in love and light her melodies expire. Now heaven affords her, for her silenced hymn, a double portion of the seraphim. At the rich odours from her heart that rise, my soul remembers its lost paradise. And antenatal gales blow from heaven's shores of spice. I grow essential all, uncloaking me from this encumbering virility, and feel the primal sex of heaven and poetry. And parting from her, in me linger on, vague snatches of Uranian antiphon. How to the petty prison could she shrink, of femininity? Nay, but I think, in a dear courtesy her spirit would, woman assume for grace to womanhood, or a votaress to the virgin sanctitude. Of reticent withdrawal sweet courted pale, she took the cloistral flesh, the sexual veil, 
of her sad aboriginal sisterhood, the habit of cloistral flesh which founding Eve endued. Thus do I know her, but for what men call beauty, the loveliness corporeal. Its most just praise a thing unproper were, to singer or to listener, me or her. She wears that body, but as one endues, a robe half careless, for it is the use. Although her soul, and it is so fair agree, we sure may earn a taint of heresy. Conceit it might the soul's begetter be. The immortal could we cease to contemplate, the mortal part suggests its every trait. God laid his fingers on the ivories, of her pure members as on smoothed keys, and there outbreathed her spirit's harmonies. I'll speak a little proudly, I disdain, to count the beauty worth my wish or gain, which the dull daily fool can covet or obtain. I do confess the fairness of the spoil, but from such rivalry it takes a soil. For her, I'll proudly speak, how could it be that I should praise the gilding on the psaltery? Tis not for her to hold that prize a prize, or praise much praise, though proudest in its wise, to which even hopes of merely women rise. Such strife would to the vanquished laurels yield against her, suffered, to have lost a field. Herself must with herself be sole compere, unless the people of her distant sphere some gold migration send to melodize the year. Yet I have felt what terrors may consort in women's cheeks the grace's soft resort. My hands hath shook at gentle's hands access, and trembled at the waving of a tress. My blood known panic fear and fled dismayed, where ladies' eyes have set their ambuscade. The rustle of a robe hath been to me the very rattle of love's musketry. Although my heart hath beat the loud advance, I have recoiled before a challenging glance, proved gay alarms where warlike ribbons dance, and from it all this knowledge have I got, the whole that others have is less than they have not. All which makes other women noted fair, unnoted would remain and overshone in her. How should I gouge what beauty is her dole, who cannot see her countenance for her soul? as birds see not the casement for the sky, and, as tis check they prove its presence by, I know not of her body till I find my flight debarred the heaven of her mind. Hers is the face whence all should copied be, did God make replicas of such as she? Its presence felt by what it does abate, because the soul shines through tempered and mitigate, where, as a figure labouring at night, beside the body of a splendid light, dark time works hidden by its luminousness and every line he labours to impress, turns added beauty like the veins that run athwart a leaf which hangs against the sun. There, regent melancholy wide controls, there, heaven and earth love plays for aureoles. There, sweetness out of sadness breaks at fits, like bubbles on dark water or as flits, a sudden silver fin through its deep infinities. There, amorous thought has sucked pale fancy's breath, and tenderness sits looking towards the lands of death. There, feeling stills her breathing with her hand, and dream from melancholy part rests the wand. And on this lady's heart looked you so deep, poor poetry has rocked himself to sleep. Upon the heavy blossom of her lips hangs the bee musing nigh her lids eclipse. Each half-occulted star beneath that lies, and in the contemplation of those eyes, passionless passion, wild tranquillities. End of poem. This recording is in the public domain.